Hey everyone, welcome into another episode of Real Sports Talk. Hope you had a nice weekend. We saw some really good basketball over the weekend and a lot of storylines going forward to expect as a couple of teams have finally closed out their series and what to expect going forward as we get our ways into the second round of the playoffs. So, with that being said, uh, looking at the games that were played over the weekend, the top two teams, Milwaukee Bucks and Los Angeles Lakers, both victorious and closing out their series. Now the Bucks, you know, they started out losing that first game and everybody kind of go, oh, what happened to the Bucks? And then they kind of proceeded to show how dominant they were and winning the next four games of the series. What's important about this game was that Giannis was just doing his usual thing. 28 points, 17 rebounds, and Middleton playing much better than he initially was playing. Finally showing up, and he's going to be really an important piece heading into the series against the Miami Heat, which will be a great series. We'll be back and forth. But obviously, the Bucks just have more accomplished players. They out-rebounded. The magic, which was the difference in the game. It came down to possessions, and Milwaukee just seemed to have an opportunity. They just seemed to box out really well and use their size with Lopez and Giannis. And, you know, they took care of business, hitting their three-pointers. So, overall, Milwaukee, impressive. Obviously, you got to see if Bledsoe, Vincenzo, Connaughton can really play well against Miami. That's going to be the key thing in this series. How well can Milwaukee's bench play against Miami's bench? That should be really telling about this series, how it, how it might go. And so we have to expect that both teams are going to try to come out and try to feed each other. And Milwaukee, you know, they've had some trouble against Miami, so it remains to be seen what kind of adjustments they make. But an overall impressive effort team-wise and the victory over Orlando. So now that brings me to a game five that we had yesterday between the Houston Rockets and the OKC Thunder. Now Westbrook finally returned after missing the first four games or so with you know, a quadriceps injury. And so he came back, played about 20 some minutes. Looks fine, not high scoring obviously because getting his him, but he has, you know, seven assists, seven rebounds, finding other ways to get involved. And Houston overall just played much better than the Thunder overall. They shot the ball much better. That's the difference in this game. James Harden had 31 points in about 28 minutes. Or I'm getting that wrong. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, he played 31 minutes, 28 points. And so he really played. Uh, played well from start to finish. Uh, you saw him hitting back his threes and all those things. You know he he was doing his usual uh, usual thing on the court. And what happened in this game was that the Thunder just didn't get a lot of production from guys like Gallinari. Gallinari only had like a few points, I believe, in this game. Steven Adams played fine, but not not enough, what you expect. You expected someone like Alexander to play much better than he did. It seemed like Chris Paul and Dennis Schroeder were the only guys who showed up for um, 
Oklahoma City. You know, Gallinari just with one point actually, which is not how you're supposed to play. And overall, Thunder's body language kind of slipped in the second half. Houston just kept hitting threes and threes. 19 threes by Houston. And when Houston gets their three-pointers going, they're really hard to stop. You know, you had Robert Convington with 22 points. Eric Gordon with 20. And there was a little bit of a heated moment in that game. I think Tucker headbutted Schroeder. And, you know, Houston plays with some really good energy at times. And other times they don't. When they're hitting their shots, hitting their threes, they're really hard to stop. Now, the isolation plays and all those kind of things are also going to work. Now, Harden is so skilled offensively that he can beat anybody to the rim. But, I mean, going into the potential next match against the Lakers, I mean, Houston has got a bunch of shooters. And they their size is something to watch out for because... You know, they do have this system where they're playing small ball and they're playing guys in different positions to, to, to overcome that. But I think in the next round, if they get past the Thunder, which they probably will, it's going to come down to how well their bigs can play and how well they can rebound. I think Houston just, you know, stepped up when they had to because there was a game in this series where they just did not get off of their bench. And... Gordon had to come up, and Covington had to play better, and those guys played well yesterday, start to finish. The Thunder, you know, they've, they fought, but it comes back to the same thing I've been saying about the Thunder all this time. They don't have enough shooting, or they don't have a shooter that can make his shot consistently. Shooter was impressive, Chris Paul was impressive, but those two alone can't make this team a true contender. I thought they would be a tough out for anybody with their play in the bubble, but they haven't carried that over. Their defense really slipped a lot in that game yesterday, and, you know, it's telling now that they're down 3-2. Could they win game six? Maybe, but with Westbrook kind of second game back, I think he's going to he's due for a big game, and I could very well see him you know, come out to be even more aggressive in, in game six. And, and make an impact early in this game where James Harden may not have to do a whole lot to put the Thunder away. So then that brings me now to the Lakers and the Portland Trailblazers. Now the Lakers, obviously, same thing with, the, with them. First game, Portland really was hot. CJ, Lillard, Anthony, Nurchik. All playing well, but this series really changed as the Lakers' defensive intensity increased over the series. They started playing much better defense. That's the biggest thing that happened to, in the series. They started playing much better defense, and guys started hit, hitting shots. Uh, you saw the Lakers' size kind of take over lately in these games where Anthony Davis is incredible what he's been able to put forth over this period of time where you know he dropped 43 points yesterday. And really was hitting a lot of shots, contested, pulling up from the mid-range. Uh, he was doing it all yesterday. And now the Portland without CJ, I'm sorry, about CJ, without Damian Lillard, they really didn't have much of a shot, but they really played competitive basketball in Game 5, and they really put the Lakers to test a lot. And that's where LeBron kind of came up, and, and he started making passes and, and scoring, dominating at the paint. He had 36 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Just taking advantage of the matchups, trying to find the best opportunity for his for his teammates, which he did really, really well. 
and overall the Lakers played really well from start to finish. There was no uh, hesitation, guys knew what they had to do, stayed in their role. CJ McCollum had a very impressive effort of 36 points. And Lakers bench kind of overcame that. But you saw some guys really step up shooting wise. And in the second round, the Lakers will need their bench to play much better, to be more consistent in their effort. Because just looking at what their matchup could be in the next round against Houston, possibly being able to rebound and have the bench score match the intensity of Houston. That's going to be something to really watch out for. And I hope they, you know, continue to get the ball to Kuzma, who's been really playing well lately. Having Kuzma and, you know, Caruso out there is very important for the Lakers' success. And they've got to be able to use those guys even more when LeBron or Anthony Davis have to go out of the game that bench is going to be highly, highly important. And if they can provide some consistent scoring, then the Lakers will be really, really good. It comes down to their defense. And yesterday, there were many moments in that game where, you know, Lakers' defense really took over. Carmelo had a nice effort yesterday as well. And it's happy, I'm happy to see Carmelo be in the NBA. And uh, it's unfortunate that, you know, now he's not going to be part of, uh, you know, he may not be part of, more playoff games maybe in the future. It depends on... It remains to be seen what happens. I mean, I'm saying that only because, you know, you never know what Portland's going to do. I'd be happy if he was able to play next season with the Portland. I hope that happens. But, you know, Carmelo has been in so many, so many moments in his career where, you know, he's just been... He hasn't had a chance to compete for a championship. And, you know, it's tough to see him kind of go out this way. But, you know, he played well. Um... Uh, I think he hopefully will play next year with Portland as well. Uh, but I don't know if they're going to win it. I don't know if his goal of winning a championship is going to be possible with Portland. Kind of hope he joins the Lakers <laughs> secretly, but that would be too much. So uh, let's see what happens with Carmelo. But it's a good story. He came back from you know, not playing and, and, and kind of making a place for himself in Portland. So... If he's able to stay there and they kind of build, continue to build and get more experience, more shooters around, then Portland will be good. Now, we also saw a great Game 7 between the Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz. Now, the Jazz looked really, really good in Games 3 and 4, really outpacing Denver so much with their scoring. But Denver showing what they always do. They kept scrapping and fighting. They never let the series get out of their hands. Jamal Murray really woke up in the last two games. That's what really happened. Other guys on that team haven't even played well to a big extent. And you know Murray just continues to, to do his best. And jo- so does jo- Jotek as well. As they both really played well yesterday. The duel between Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell is amazing. They have gone back and forth throughout these last couple of games really scoring up there 40 plus 50 points you know it's been really exciting basketball now Gobert hasn't played well in the last couple of games and he was frustrated yesterday as I believe he tossed a chair or something in the bench area but you know the Utah Jazz have been in position to close at Denver and Denver's kept fighting back 
guys are playing extremely, extremely well. Um, they kind of found their touch a little bit now where they're able to get the ball out and kick out. And it's all Jamal Murray. He's really leading this team, getting them to play you know, desperate basketball. Now they force a game seven, a winner take all to advance to play the Clippers. And so for Utah, they're going to need a more of an effort from Gobert defensively to win this game. And we know Mitchell will do his thing, but you need Mike Conley and the others to really play well. But we get a, we get a game seven, which will be really, really cool. A lot of things will be decided early on in this game. I think for Denver, they've got to continue to be physical and pound the, pound the rock in terms of getting the ball in the paint, trying to force Utah to really pay more attention. And, and yesterday it worked to a certain extent as they you know, forced Utah into some tough shots late in that game. And Mitchell, you know, how he's going to be able to adjust being double teamed at times or being thrown different looks. Uh, it's all fascinating. I'm sure we're going to get another great playoff duel between Jamal Murray and, uh, you know, Dom and Mitchell. And we're going to see which role players step up because that's going to be deciding in this game coming up. Now the Clippers, of course, advanced, beating the Mavericks 4-2. Now, obviously, the series kind of changed with Clippers finally showing that they need to adjust defensively, and they what they did is that they put pressure on Doncic a lot. As a young, you know, young kid, the strategy was let's get the ball out of Luka's hands. The other guys beat you, and without Porzingis, you know, you had Kenny Smith, Tim Hardaway, Trey Burke. They played well to a certain extent, but the Clippers' overall bench is the reason why they won this series. Now Kawhi and Paul George had their moments, and Kawhi definitely played well yesterday compared to the previous game, but. Just seeing their bench kind of be the reason why they were in these games and, and, and hanging around. They really brought the physicality to Dallas and Doncic kind of got in it with Marcus Morris and Morris was ejected yesterday for a hard foul and Doncic, you know, he's really a special player and he's got a lot of room to grow as a player and you know he's gonna need more guys around his his uh Pozingas and him are going to need more shooters around them. I think you could give Burke and, and Hardaway more of a chance, especially Seth Curry, more of a chance next year. But Dallas has got to be able to attract another big free agent. And, you know, can they do that? Because that's going to be key for Dodgers' development. The game yesterday that they played, you know, the Clippers just brought out more intensity. They really wanted Dallas to beat them other than having Luka beat them with the tough threes and shots you know they forced the ball out of his hands a lot they double teamed him a lot and you know that's kind of part of the game and you need to make an adjustment you defensively do this kind of thing and Clippers played hard ball they you know they locked up Doncic a lot guys couldn't hit shots on Dallas and the game kind of was decided early on yesterday over the weekend so the Clippers, of course, they had to get past the Mavericks as expected. You thought the series would be a little more interesting, but um, Porzingis going out with the knee and kind of Dallas kind of getting out hustled, out rebounded, and defensively, the Clippers adjusted. They adjusted really well to all that was thrown at them, and 
uh, you know, Kawhi did his thing, and now they advance to the next round. And to cap everything off, we saw a game one between Toronto and Boston. Boston won by a big margin in game one. The starting five of Boston all were in double digits. Kemba, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, even the big man thesis. Uh, There was a more well-rounded effort by Boston. They shot a lot of threes yesterday. They played exceptionally well. 17 threes from from Boston. Toronto has not did not look like themselves yesterday. They kind of played out of their style. Van Fleet really struggled, not shooting the ball really well at all. Uh, Siaka only had 13 points. That's not gonna do it against Boston. You gotta do much better than that. Lowry had an okay game. But Ibaka and Gasol, even though they're kind of up there in age, you expect them to be more better. And I'd said that Toronto had to attack inside, and they didn't do a good job of that yesterday, attacking inside, which is why Boston got out out in the in, in the fa- you know in the half court. Fast break points were a huge thing for Boston. They just beat Toronto to a lot of a lot of shots, a lot of loose balls. And Van Fleet, like I said, he struggled a lot. He's got to play much better. He's been one of the reasons why they've been so good. And so he needs to step up and have a more of an impact early in the game. Because Toronto just could not find a rhythm. Siakam needs to find a shot more. They have to feed him the ball. And they've got to take advantage of their matchups. Now, Boston's uh, center, Daniel Thesis, he played well yesterday. And so, he played very well yesterday. And will that happen again? You know, it's hard to say because he wasn't really playing that well before. But you got to see Siakam, Ibaka, and Gasol try to be more, have more of an impact low post. Force Boston to help on those big guys down low and then kick it out to shooters. And, and you got to expect more from, from Anobi as well. Anobi's, you know, he missed postseason last year. He has great potential if he can just find his shot and hit, you know, make his own shot more and more. He's got to be able to play much better. They're going to need him and Powell to play well off the bench for them to, to match, you know, Boston's intensity because Boston defensively is really, really good with Smart and Jalen Brown. So, you know, overall, Boston just had a better flow all game. And it's important that Toronto bounce back. Kyle Lowry's got to play even better than he did yesterday. And we got to see Van Flea and Siakam really take take up the challenge and try to, to push Boston and force them to change their strategy. So a lot of really good games over the weekend. Much more to come in the coming days. So looking forward to breaking that down and getting into it as we're going to see probably a matchup between... The Lakers and the Houston Rockets, and so that will be a really good series. I expect a lot of things from James Harden, Russell Westbrook against Anthony Davis and LeBron. The best matchup, I think, is going to be Milwaukee against Miami. Jimmy Butler goes up against Giannis. Should be a really entertaining, fun matchup, and both teams have a lot going for them. Miami, maybe more of playing much more hot right now so 
fascinating storylines to look forward to as Giannis is going to try to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And he's not facing Toronto just yet. <laughs> Toronto is already in a little bit of a trouble, but you know Toronto's character, their championship experience. So let's see how well can Siakam step up because I've talked about him a lot, what he's come through and what, what he's become the man now. So can he continue to play well? Can he get up the court, hit those three-pointers, hit those shots? That will be key. So we might see some games coming up tonight. It might be one game tonight or two games tonight. I'm not sure yet, but a game seven between Denver and Utah. Definitely going to check that out. It's going to be really, really good. I expect really a great game from both teams, laying it all on the line. And then Houston and Oklahoma City. We'll see if Chris Paul has a little bit more left in him as he can try to push a game seven, maybe. We'll make things really interesting. But, uh, you know, James Harden and Russell Westbrook back together now. Let's see what they do as this is the key for them. They have to be able to do well from start to finish. Guys have to play extremely, extremely well in order to in order to win. So other things will be happening around the NFL will be getting going in a couple of weeks as we're going to see more and more news about uh, players reporting and practicing. The Vikings made a trade for the Jaguars defensive end. A good addition to their defense after losing Everson Griffin. And just looking at the sports world itself, let's continue to enjoy what we're seeing. Appreciate the messages that the players are talking about. Continue to fight and, and push each other in a good way. Be positive. Have a great day, guys. Enjoy your Monday. I know it's a, a day that uh, it's not so always good. It's an ordinary day sometimes, but you know it's going to be really good going forward as we're heading into September and more and more postseason games will be available to watch and. We just have to continue to watch these storylines, appreciate all these athletes, what they're doing on a consistent basis to entertain us. And I look forward to uh, coming back with another episode about NBA, playoff basketball, and NFL talk as well.